Welcome, friends, to the Girl Mom Podcast. This is Carrie Kampakis, your host. Today, we are talking about a feeling that we all experience at times, especially with social media showing us every party, gathering, and event that we are not invited to. For many girls, feeling left out becomes all-consuming. It can lead to insecurity, self-doubt, negative thinking, desperation, and not feeling good enough. God created us for more than this. He created us to live in a spirit of strength and not defeat. And through this conversation with Mary Lauren and Mary Frances, two recent college graduates, we're going to share some ideas on how to respond in healthy ways and avoid the spiral that can come when you do feel left out and suddenly question everything about yourself as well as your life. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen and share this episode with your friends. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Welcome back, my friends. I'm so happy to have you back on the Girl Mom Podcast. Thanks for having us. Mm-hmm. We're, We're excited. excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so we all, I think all three of us had a lot of thoughts on this topic. And so it's, it's just something that we know everybody experiences feeling left out um, in different ways, in different seasons of life. But like, I think for young girls, and y'all can kind of tell me whether you agree with this or not, but it can be especially hurtful because they don't know how to cope with it. You know, yeah. they haven't mm-hmm. had much experience and what to do. Plus, like when I was growing up, I wasn't seeing every gathering that I was left out of or not invited mm-hmm. to. And so now I think social media, you know, whatever stage of life you're in, whether it's middle school, high school or college, you know, I hear a lot about a lot of girls kind of in this season of the year in September, and maybe they pledge their dream sorority and they're so happy, but then they see their pledge sisters out without them. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. all of a sudden in their head, they're thinking, okay, I'm not going to have any friends for the next four years, you know, and yeah. it's just really easy to get into that negative spiral of like, you know, thinking this one rejection or this one time that I was left out mm-hmm. is just signaling a lifetime of loneliness. So tell me y'all's, y'all's thoughts about that and how you have dealt with those moments in your life. Um, I, I feel like especially, you know, once when you're younger, almost like you kind of get invited to a lot of stuff because, you know, like in elementary school, okay, you have classroom birthday parties and then, so you're always invited to that. And then I remember when people started to drive, it got really tough because all of a sudden, you know, you're finding out about people going to something that maybe you weren't invited to and maybe you let it kind of roll off your shoulders, but you're like, okay, when I get to college, like this is going to be it, like I'm going to be included um, and you know, like life is hard. Like you're not going to be included every in everything. And I feel like, especially in college, like there's always going to be someone who's on the same page as you and maybe also struggling with that. Um, and you also kind of have to look at it as maybe a gift of like, okay, I wasn't included in that for a reason because, you know, the party got busted or something, you know, like right. taking that too. Um, but I feel like that was something I struggled with was like maybe wanting to be somewhere, but like internally I was like did I really want to be there like was that really something I wanted to do was that really something I felt left out on or was that something I just felt like I had to be at to be like cool or in the in crowd or whatever it was um and I feel like that's a big part of I guess being left out um and just knowing that if you weren't there there's a reason that you weren't there and you know someone else is also struggling just as much as you are Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's true what you said. Now that we have Instagram and social media and Snapchat, there's this constant anxiety almost of like, what am I missing? Because you see things going on all the time. And of course, it's impossible to be everywhere at once. But the world and our culture has kind of made us slip into this mindset of like, I should always be with someone. I yeah. should always be doing something. I'm probably missing out. Like there's just this lack of rest and like stillness. Mm-hmm. And even if you are like, 
um, you know, someone who doesn't really get left out much. And um, there's still just, it's hard to just fully be settled. Like yeah. there's still just like this unsettling spirit. I feel like in a lot of people that has to do with just that anxiety of like, what am I missing? Where is everybody? Am I going to get invited to this? Because even if you're content right now with where you're at, there's this fear of like, what if it changes? Um, people get canceled. People get dropped from friend groups left and right. Yeah. There's just such a um, ever-changing, shifting nature in friend groups. Mm-hmm. And that's just not really how we're wired to live. We're wired to have like loyal friends that we're close to, that we can trust, that can trust us. Um, and I think that's something important we should talk about of like, there's a difference between left out. There's a difference between being left out by girls who you really respect and love. I feel like that's a different kind of hurt. But then there's a, another situation, or I feel like a category of situations where you're just sad at missing anything. Like it doesn't matter who it is or like what they're doing. You're just sad you're not there. And I feel like that has a lot to do with our identity. You know, like you really need to know who you are, um, period. I mean, before middle school, before high school. And you really want to know the kind of friends you want to have. Because if you don't know that, I mean, everything's going to hurt your feelings. Everything's going to feel like a shot to the heart. Mm -hmm. But if you know who you are and you know what kind of friends you want, you might not be as devastated like what Mary Frances was saying if you miss something. Because you're like, you know what? I don't even really need to be there in the first place. Like, it might sting, but there's a different kind of sadness with that. Um, Yeah. And I can say from a mom standpoint, and I'm a big believer that, and I'm just generally speaking here, but a lot of times how well a girl handles being left out mm-hmm. is largely determined by how well her mom handles her being left out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have seen it because I've been watching girls for 20 years and I've seen just different dynamics in different grades. And mm-hmm. the girls who send, seem to bounce back and understand that they may be hurt, but they understand not everybody's going to be invited to everything. And sometimes we feel hurt and then you sit there and think about it, but you're like, but I'm not really friends with them. Like I kind of wanted to be invited to that party, but they're not really my friend group. So I shouldn't even expect an invitation there. But a lot of times they have moms who don't get their panties in a wad and don't call the other mom and ask why they weren't invited and just make a mountain out of a molehill. And I'm not saying that happens all the times, but it does happen. And I and I can even remember, like Mary Frances, what you said, when kids are young, it, everybody is invited. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's so important for us to teach our kids. I'm just a big believer in having these conversations before they're left out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, before they go to school, like just say this is a normal part of life. So then when it happens, your child's not totally caught off guard that, mm-hmm. you know, they can bounce back a little bit. But, you know, when kids are little, you know, you can have the whole class over and you just get, you know, Publix cupcakes and yeah. that's great. But there comes a point where your child wants to do, um, you know, go to some jumpy house place or something that's $20 a kid. And you can't afford to invite every kid in the class or it's too many or you can't fit that many people in your car. And so you have to, you know, decide you get to have eight people or 10 people. And I think it's important for our kids to understand that, too. And even if they weren't included, that sometimes there's a reason that they might not really think about. But Mm. um, like y'all know, my daughters, I've got one that... um, and it's, it's her grade in particular has just been so good about this. And like the moms and I talk about it and they have been so good about it since kindergarten. Like they have never, mm. it's just the most, it's been the most interesting dynamic to watch. Like even when they were little, they could say, oh yeah, so-and-so spent the night with so-and-so and it would just bl- roll off their shoulders. Mm. But they're so, you know, we've asked ourselves and even now they're kind of in different friend groups, but when they get together, they are like, just talk all night. Yeah. Like they are lifelong friends, but you know, they have different friend groups right now, but 
one of them told their moms recently, like, I know that I can hang out with her and her friends anytime. She can hang out with me and my friends anytime. Like, there's that open invitation. But we said, what's the difference? Like, why do they, they're so secure in their relationships? And I think Mm -hmm. that's, it's when you're not secure in your relationships and you see that you're left out. That's Mm -hmm. when the girls tend to really get emotional and Mm -hmm. react. And so, Mm -hmm. like what you were saying, Mary Lauren, I think it really comes from, you know, I think we're trying to find our security in our relationships Mm -hmm. and the invitations we get. And Mm -hmm. really, it's like really starts with being confident in the Lord and like growing your faith and being so secure in yourself. And Maybe not being secure in all your relationships, but being secure in your core relationships mm-hmm. that you know. You know, I, I might not have, I might not be friends with every girl in the class, but I've got four or five friends who have mm-hmm. my back and would do anything for me. And as we all know, that's better than five half friends out right. there. Yeah. What, well, what it's like with anything in life when when you face something difficult, it's like you have so much confidence in the Lord that almost it just like rolls off your shoulder. Like mm-hmm. if it's you don't make the team or you don't get invited to the sleepover or the ball group got made and you weren't in it, it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't phase you as much because you're just kind of doing your own thing, beating to your own drum and just happy, go lucky with everything. And mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that's such a good way to be too and not make – I feel like in high school if you don't get invited, you start to like – like we've talked about like spiral and send text and like mm-hmm. maybe say hurtful things you don't mean or yes. you know maybe ignore someone in the hall but like I feel like it is responded so much better if you just kind of keep doing your own thing and remain confident in who you are and who you are in the Lord and and know that there's someone else who wants to be invited to and y'all could end up doing something so fun with your dates or whatever it was mm-hmm. um yes. but I feel like just having your confidence in the Lord and being so Trusting in that is so key when the disappointments of life come your way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also just funny, like, how big of a deal something feels when you get left out of it. Yeah. You feel like you're missing, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, you feel like you're missing Jesus coming back. Like, it just feels like the biggest deal in the world. Ever. Like, how can this be happening to me? Like, it feels like this earth-shattering thing when that happens sometimes. Um, but then it's like, when you really look back on your life, the things that really stand out in terms of like birthday parties and little spend the nights, they really, there's just really none that stand out that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can say that as 23 year old girls and as <laughs> right. we can all yeah. say that, like there's really nothing that life changing about a birthday party or spend the night party mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, and so, yeah, if you're looking to be included um, in order to feel acceptance and joy and happiness and all that, you're looking at the wrong place because right. you'll never be happy. Yeah. yeah. And because that explains, it's always, like you said, subject to change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it explains why some people who are invited and included in everything are still so discontent and yeah. insecure mm-hmm. and unhappy because those things were never meant to deliver. Mm-hmm. But I remember the first time I felt left out. I mean, that was that was like a next level kind of sadness because it was actually in a season where I was taking the Lord seriously and I had just come out of a summer of really just pursuing him in relationship and I had all these cool moments with him at Jay's Ranch and at Motion Conference and I hadn't seen my friend group all year and this was after years of honestly just being really protected and having the same friend group um, for pretty much my whole life. I just, I was lucky and it was, I realize now how rare that was. I guess just to not have felt the sting of, you know, mm-hmm. um, of like our friend group was just really life giving and we were secure. It didn't feel like this competitive thing where we were trying to like leave each other out, which was a gift. But this summer, um, really towards the end of the summer when I came home, I remember just so, being so excited to see all my friends. And what I didn't know that summer, like while I was having that time of growth, my other friends were having a time of 
very poor decision making and I didn't know about it because I'd been gone and I came back and it just kind of felt like everyone was like I was going one way and I expected my friends to like be going the same way and they just weren't and it was like a different kind of disappointment because I was like Lord Mm -hmm. I feel like when I'm taking you seriously you should be working everything out like you should be making everything else in my life feel good too and that's just not always how it is Mm -hmm. like sometimes like I think about Jesus right after his baptism this amazing experience with God the Father where the Spirit of God ascended like a dove and said, this is my Son, whom I love, with Him I'm well pleased. Immediately after that, He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where He was tempted and tested, and yeah. it was a time of struggle and suffering. And I feel like a way smaller scale, that's kind of what He was doing with me, where I had these crazy spiritual highs that summer, came back expecting everything to be great, my friends so excited to hear about it, and they just honestly like couldn't care less. And there was a party with... Um, I didn't know what kind of party it was. I just knew there was a gathering and I wasn't invited to it. Like my friend just looked at me and was like, you're actually not invited. And I was like, what? (laughs) I thought she was kidding. But I came home just honestly crying to my mom, like, mom, I'm so confused. Like, um, I like, this is not how it's supposed to, it's not supposed to be this way. It's kind of how it felt. And I remember my mom saying like, Mary Lauren, people who are walking in the flesh don't want to be around people walking in the spirit because it makes them feel bad about themselves. Like that, when you're left out in that way, because you're making Mm -hmm. good decisions and like trying to honor the Lord, like with your body and with, um, yeah, your decisions, um, people who are not pursuing that don't want to be around you because it convicts them Mm -hmm. and it highlights the darkness. Like if you're being a light, it's like, and there's no judgment obviously, because we all have (laughs) struggles. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. And it reminds me of this email I got recently from a mom that she was saying her daughter came to this realization, but the mom was like, I wish that I had come to this realization, but mm-hmm. it was like a Friday night and she was showing her mom, like everybody's at this party without me. And she's like, not everybody's there. And her daughter showed her the snap mat and she was like, everybody was there and she wasn't invited. Yeah. And so, you know, the mom probably told her the typical mom things, but went to bed worrying about her and worried about her all night. And then she said the next morning, the daughter walked in for breakfast and she was like, well, how did you sleep? And her daughter just had the biggest smile on her face. And she was like, I mean, it is just like the Holy Spirit just revealed something to me last night Mm -hmm. as I went to bed and she was crying about it that, you know, he just, he led her to to realize that maybe the reason she wasn't included, she's like, if I had gone to that party, I may have been, you know, faced things I wasn't ready to face and Mm -hmm. I might've made some bad decisions that I realized that maybe it was God's protection keeping me from there. And the mom was like, why did I not think to tell her that last night? Mm. And I think for us moms, it's so good to hear those stories because sometimes it's like we cannot handle seeing our daughters in pain and we want to fix it immediately. Mm-hmm. Like it's so easy and on a night like that, like that mom could have called somebody or, you know, tried to get involved and figure out why her daughter was excluded. But I'm a big believer just nine times out of 10 that we do not need to act on our knee jerk reactions. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're 50 years old or 15 years old, that mm-hmm your first reaction is often the best, not the best reaction ever. Mm -hmm. And so just like, you know, just give it time and pray first Mm -hmm. and just get yourself to kind of a rational place. But, but for that mom to realize that, you know, just because, you know, she let her daughter go through that pain and let her go to God with that pain. And then he revealed something really important to her that Mm -hmm. might not have happened otherwise. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the times it really is protection. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there are some people that just constantly feel like sensitive and like like a victim of every single situation Mm -hmm. i'm like maybe if we could flip our perspective instead of saying like why are all these terrible things happening to me maybe viewing it as like lord thank you for protecting me yeah like i don't know what just went down at that house but i probably it probably wasn't life-giving or like like we just don't know what he's protecting us from 
and his grace is just more evident in our lives than a lot of us are willing to realize. But I love that. That's a practical thing to be like, thank you, God, like for protecting me. Right. Who knows what I would have done. I was going to say my like kind of motto for the year has been, and I feel like I talked about it maybe on here, was like every obstacle is an opportunity and like using that. I heard a sermon on Sunday about like when there's an obstacle and like how you face it and like how you deal with it is like going to be growth internally and like a transformation of your heart Mm. um and not looking at it as like this horrible thing that happened has happened to you but almost like Mm -hmm. the way that the lord's transforming your heart and going to use you in the situation and i feel like when you're left out like this girl who was in her room like that was a huge moment for her to Mm -hmm. all of a sudden walk out the next morning and instead of you know having maybe all these burnt bridges with her friends who didn't invite her instead she looked at it as like this great transformation of her heart and like the way that she like Mm -hmm. sought after the Lord when she was struggling and felt alone. And, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that is so important when, when you're at all ages really, but especially when you feel alone, because like you always have the Lord and like, he's always going to do something Mm -hmm. big from a place that you're struggling in a place where you're having a hard time. And I think we would all say like, that's the goal of our life to have that inward transformation, to look more like Jesus, to know him more deeply and so, like, if that was the goal of our life day to day, that would govern our mind more than what am I missing? What am I not missing? Because, yeah, no one would say, oh, I just want to be invited to every single event that's ever happened. Like, no one would say that's the goal. But yet that dictates our emotions and our mindset mm-hmm. and our heart posture more so than what you just said. Just those opportunities to grow um, closer to the Lord and be more like Him. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite one of my favorite moms who I think just coaches her well, her daughter so well, and she always had a daughter older than me, so I always loved hearing her stories when we'd talk at the gym. But when she was talking about her daughter was in middle school and had been left out of a few things, and of course the mom didn't freak out, and that really helps the girl not freak out, you yeah. know. But you know, she she empathized with her, but she's like, you know what, you're not going to be invited to everything, and it's okay. But for every invitation you don't receive, there's another invitation around the corner, and mm-hmm. she's like, you can't yeah. be invited to everything. If yeah. you were, you couldn't accept it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to me, I also think like you know, sometimes it's a it shows who your real friends are. And so, okay, if somebody invited ten people to their birthday party and they didn't invite you, then that's kind of a sign that, you know, be friends with that person, but maybe that's not a, a relationship you need to go above and beyond for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's really a good test to say, okay, so maybe I consider them a better friend than they consider me, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's fine, but that's not where I need to go pouring my energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my dad and I were talking about this the other day. Like, you know, we're just talking about sometimes I think if you're insecure – you just want to be friends with certain people, but like, don't, why would you want to be friends with people who don't want you? You know, right. like why, why would you be pushing these friendships that mm-hmm. are they're, They forget about you or they're not thinking about you. Like mm-hmm. you really want to be with the people who are excited to be with you and yeah. want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, Mary Lauren, it's so easy to get into that victim mentality thinking that mm-hmm. we have to sit back and wait for the invitations. And if they don't come, we're up a Creek, but mm-hmm. all of us have that power to, okay, I didn't get invited. I don't have plans for this night, but I know there's somebody else out there who also doesn't have plans. And sometimes those end up being the best nights of all is when you just have that impromptu plan of just getting together with somebody randomly because Mm -hmm. you both were left out or you just happen to be together. And then you make like the most magical memory and God works with that situation too. I was talking to some 10th grade girls recently and they were talking about how they just feel like they are tired of doing the same thing on Friday night and how they are just like feeling left out, like not wanting to do what the crowd's doing, all this stuff. And all of a sudden, like at first one girl started sharing that. And then 
the girl next year was like, I've been feeling the same exact way. And then the girl next year was like, I've been feeling the same exact way. Like every single one of them was like, why have we been like, why have we not talked about this? Like, it's almost right. like when you, when you feel left out and then you go to someone, it's like, you have this connection of like, wait, I've been feeling the same exact way. Why have we not been talking about this? Like, why have we not been bringing this to the table? Mm-hmm. And it was so sweet to hear them talk about it. And they were like, setting their plan up for what they're going to do on Friday night because they're like we can like we don't have to do what everyone's doing like we can do our own thing and and mm-hmm. separate from going to the party or whatever it was um it was just cool because I feel like you don't talk about it sometimes because you're so insecure and think that it's just you sitting at your house or just you standing at the party and you don't want to be there at all right like when you look around there's like a million other people there who are like I really did not want to do this tonight but I felt like I had to right um and I feel like it's just important to talk to your close friends about that and just be open about like Mm-hmm. what you want to do and how you want to spend your time and who you want to surround yourself with. So mm-hmm. I always saw that as key. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like whenever we do get left out, there's such a temptation to like, you know, go and like text about it or vent about it to your friends or like maybe to like say something harsh to the person who left you out. There's just this like temptation to kind of like retaliate, mm-hmm. uh, retaliate or like defend yourself yeah but something I feel like I experienced in those times when I was really disappointed like on a Friday night I'm like seriously Lord is this what I get for like trying to honor you and like I don't want to be home alone with my mom on 8 8 p.m. on a Friday night I feel like one of the things he well multiple things one he my mom and I got so close um just and me like trusting her with that and her like speaking into me um and she was like really hurt by my by those situations but like she didn't show it she was just like hey like this is protection and like you don't see the full picture but like you reap what you sow and like you're gonna reap a reward from just making good decisions and I mean it was cool because I just wanted like there's of course a temptation to like defend or be like hey like I'm not gonna judge like I just want to hang out with y'all but it was so cool because like Instead, I got to trust the Lord to be my defender. Mm-hmm. And I read verses like Exodus fourteen fourteen that says, like, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And it kind of just gave me permission, like, in the fear and the anxiety and the frustration just to be still and, like, wait on the Lord to defend me. Yeah. And it was actually amazing. Like, God did not have to do this, and it wasn't about this. But, like, one by one, my friends either, like, called me or, like, at school, like, pulled me aside or, like, drove to my house feeling so convicted of, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I want you to be here. Like, that was wrong. Like, we, it was, it was like the Lord opened their eyes to like understanding Mm -hmm. how that hurt my feelings. And Mm -hmm. then I ended up like going to the things and, you know, not making the same decisions, but just being there. And I was like, what the heck was I crying about? Like, this is like, I didn't miss out on anything. (laughs) anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's literally, it's so think how differently that would have played out if you had acted on your emotions that night, Mm. you know, if you had texted them or sent them some ugly rant, which I think girls can so easily fall into the habit of doing, you know, and sometimes as moms, that might even be the advice they're getting, (laughs) you know, that's why as moms, we got to be in a healthy place to help our daughters not do that. I'm like, if you're mad or angry or sad or just emotional, that is not the time to send a text message, to make that phone call, to send that email. Like that is the time to go sit with your mom or Mm -hmm. pray and just get yourself in a good place because, because you were willing to like, 
okay, just be still instead of just yeah. taking that right. quick reaction. Your friends came back, but mm-hmm. you could have lost your friendships completely. Yeah. Right. And then they would have a complete reason to not include you because they're like, yeah. she's such a pill. Like, you know, she's yeah. a pain. We don't want to have her around. Right. So I it, just, it helped bring that reconciliation. Right. And even just thinking about like sitting next to Mary Frances in that season of like feeling left out, I got closer mm-hmm. to girls from other schools like her mm-hmm. and all of our friends, Mary Towns yeah. and Anna Christina and it was just sweet because the Lord didn't just want to restore those friendships in my school. It's like he wanted to add even more, like mm-hmm. life-giving ones, before those other ones came around. And I don't know. I feel like he's trusted me and you, Mary Frances, with this season of, like, feeling left out and then, like, being invited to everything just to show you that, like, trusting the Lord is always worth it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter, like, what the outside of your life looks like. There is such a peace when you go to sleep being like, okay, Lord, like, this hurts. I feel like this is borderline suffering like this is hard this feels like a trial but like I know I know that you know my heart and Mm -hmm. like I was young and I was old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken is like what the psalms say and I don't know it it feels like a way smaller scale than like what David experienced and what other people in scripture experienced but the Lord is so involved in that and like he cares like he cares for the person who's you know feeling heartache or a little disappointed or unseen like he cares for you and yeah. he's not scared of your questions or your doubting or your frustrations he just wants to be the one you vent to yes not your friends yeah and i think too just knowing as moms as you're guiding your daughter through this and this is important for girls to know too that you know you'll realize as you get older like you know pain and we're never gonna have paradise on this side of heaven we yeah. know that like we're all gonna have challenges and trials and struggles but mm-hmm. like You know, every disappointment you go through, it is often preparing you for a bigger disappointment down the road, Mm. you know? And it's like, so when you get through that little, it feels big when you're 15 or 20, but it's like, as you get through it and you learn to trust God and you see that, wow, he brought me through that and brought this blessing. Yeah. It's like, what's the, it's that quote. I think the authors of the book's boundaries wrote it. It said, hope is rooted in memory. Mm. So you remember what God has done. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I tell parents. That's why for a teenager, it feels so hurtful because it's their Mm -hmm. first time. It's like a the most open wound, you know, you've been left out or rejected and they've never mm-hmm. felt it before. Yeah. And I'm like, they don't have that experience that they can look back on and say, God carried me through that. Right. But as adults, yeah. we do. And that's yes. a gift we can give. Also, we can point you to the Bible, like all yeah. the people in the Bible that God carried them through these dark times. But right. for every time, like it's, he might be preparing you for a bigger, bigger battle or a bigger struggle. And mm-hmm. so if you don't learn to handle that little one well, yeah. you're not going to be prepared for the bigger one to come. And so really mm-hmm. looking at it, like it really does strengthen you that suffering produces endurance and perseverance and Mm -hmm. faith in the lord yeah it's it's so hard to trust that in the moment i feel like that's That's probably the most important thing just to reiterate is like it's a chance to grow your faith Mm -hmm. and it's like what is faith it's confidence in what you hope for and assurance about what you don't see Mm -hmm. so there's not a bible verse that says wait a couple nights and i promise i'll give you every good friend you've ever imagined he doesn't say that but he says i'm with you and i'm working everything out for your good And those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Like he promises things that we can hold on to that build our faith. Because when everything is going good in our life, it's easy to say, God is good. His presence is all I need. But it's when things are hard and when we're lacking, we feel like we're lacking something that um, it really just takes faith to declare those things and to trust in the Lord. And there's more of a connection there built with him. Yeah. Sometimes we're just scared of those quiet times in our life, and we're, we're scared to sit and be still. Mm-hmm. But that really is, I mean, the Bible tells us again and again, like, if we want to hear God, we can't fear those times. Like, that's really when we can sometimes hear His voice mm-hmm. the best. Mm-hmm. And it made me think recently, I heard this sermon at church, and they were talking about 
hearing God in the stillness and the quietness and how we have to get quiet to hear his voice. But I thought about like even moms who are empty nesters, like one thing you hear a lot is that my home is too quiet. That, you know, that just, it's like deafening sometimes that you just miss the noise, which I'm like, I'm like, I know I will miss that so much one day. Yeah. But I started thinking, I was like, what if we reframed that? And so say I'm having a day and I am so sad because my house is so quiet. All my kids are gone. But I could say, okay, I could sit here and be sad about this. Or I could say, wow, this is my time to have like some sweet time with God. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. mm-hmm. it is just you and me and I'm not alone. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my heart, you know, every thought in my mind. Yeah. And just look at it that way. Like, this is actually like a sanctuary, you know? Yeah. And you're taking the same quiet house, but you're just reframing it and looking at it a different way. Mm-hmm. And so for a girl who's been left out, it could be the same thing. Like, my life feels so quiet right now, but okay, she's in her room. Well, what else do I have to do? Maybe I should open up this Bible my mom put on my bedside table. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, it's, it's leaving time, opening time to do other things. Mm. And I've even learned to do that with my work sometimes because, you know, I remember when I started writing, I'd be so busy and you're getting all these invitations. And then when you'd get to a quiet season, sometimes you could hit the panic button like, oh, no, what if I don't get any more invitations or, you know, I need I need to produce some more so that people keep inviting me to speak. And what I learned over time was just to, you know, take the invitations when they came, but then also appreciate those quiet periods because I'm like, yes, this is my time to write mm-hmm. and produce and I don't yeah. have any interruptions. And it's like so nice to have that and not live in fear that it's not going to come because I'm mm-hmm. like, this is a season that I needed. You yeah. know, you can't always be on the go. You know, you need those quiet seasons and that stillness in life too. And you don't know what those quiet seasons are preparing you for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes when we're so busy with friends and work and school and everything, like it's so much fun those like hurried busy seasons hurried isn't the best word but just when we always have to be somewhere that can be fun but I've noticed that the Lord sometimes intentionally gives you pockets of rest and pockets Mm -hmm. of stillness Mm -hmm. because he sees what's coming you know he sees the next busy season you're about to step into and you need to be able to go back to those quiet moments with God when he speaks things to you that you get to hold on to in the seasons to come and instead of like being in a quiet season and thinking, what am I missing out on? Lord, why are you doing this to me? Uh, where, where is the busyness? Where are my friends? Where's the rush of work and school? Like, no, just be like, like lean into it. Like yield to what the Lord is doing in your life because it's not an obstacle. It's not a burden. It's a gift mm-hmm. and it's preparation for what's to come. Yeah. And even in the Bible, you think about whenever Jesus was about to make a big decision, he would always go into solitude. You know, the night before he chose the 12 disciples, he was on a mountaintop by himself all night long. Mm. And after John the Baptist died, you know, he Mm -hmm. retreated to a solitary place. Like, so true. So he would always have that quiet time before something big was about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like especially like we've been talking about how the world like says that we have to be so busy and how there's always something going on. And I mean, I'm so guilty of that. Like, even last night, I was looking at concert tickets for, like, this weekend. Like, I'm busy this weekend, but I was still looking at it, you know? Um, I feel like we we feel like we have to be like that, and we try to be like that, and we all get roped into the busyness. But, like you were saying, like, truly, like, so much is revealed when you just sit and, like, mm-hmm. journal and write. And, like, you just need that time. You need that time so badly, especially like in college. I remember like things would be so busy and like maybe I wouldn't be invited to a date party and all my friends were gone. I remember I would just sit in my room and be like, it's like you take a deep breath of like, I love hanging out with my friends all night and I love talking to them all night, but like I need to just like sit and talk or I need to just like sit and journal and read or listen to a podcast or whatever it was just like mm-hmm. to be able to be refueled because if you're just going, going, going all the time, like you're going to run out of gas so fast Mm -hmm. and it's really hard. Um, even if you're 
I mean, just like, even if you're doing like life giving things, like it's still just going to be hard. Like you just need to be like refueled by mm-hmm. the Lord and like open up your Bible and see what he wants to show you. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's hard in college and in any stage of life, but you have to take that time to just sit. I don't know. know how people live without that. Like it blows my mind. I'm like, people are either like numb and just turning off their emotions and <laughs> grievances and difficult thoughts and feelings. It's like without that time with God, I mean, mm-hmm. I would be a dysfunctional, scatterbrain, overwhelmed, like just hot mess. Yeah. I would be a wreck um, walking around. And yeah, it's just, it's crazy how Psalm 4610 says, be still and know that I'm God. Mm-hmm. Like it's in the stillness that the knowledge of who God is and the weight of his presence hits us. Like he didn't say, busy up your life and know that I'm the Lord or like run around like a chicken with your head cut off and know like that I'm with you. It's like, be still yeah, mm-hmm. and know that I'm God. And then carry that with you when the busyness kicks back in because it's coming. Like we all know it's coming. Right. We all know the work, the school, almost no one has a life of 70 years of stillness. Mm-hmm. So when it does come um, out of your control or just like not by choice, just lean into it because it's a gift. Yeah. yeah. So I guess just to kind of summarize what we've gone over. So if somebody's been left out mm-hmm. and whether it's from a friend group or maybe they didn't get invited to homecoming or something else, like what are some of your top pieces of advice for what they can do? Um, I think the first thing that came to my mind is just the lies that creep into that, mm-hmm. in that vulnerable position mm-hmm. of like, I'm not wanted. Um, I'm not pretty enough to get asked to homecoming. I'm not funny enough to be around. Just take those lies and whatever else is in your brain and just submit them to the Lord. If you have to say them out loud, if you have to write them down, just submit them to Him and find a verse that actually does say who you are. You know, do that. I was going to say, no, you're never alone. Like, know that, like we've been talking about, you know, there there's another girl down the street who's sitting at her house and maybe you're just in English class with her and you've never hung out one-on-one, but going to get ice cream with her one might make her whole entire day because maybe she's having the worst day ever at home and can't even escape her home and two it could become like this great life-giving friendship that you didn't even know could happen from it um so just know that you're never alone know that there's always someone else in the same position as you and know that it's not embarrassing to reach out (laughs) and to want to hang out with someone else who maybe doesn't have plans to I mean that's so fun and you could create such good memories with them Mm -hmm. and I've seen a lot of girls doing that with homecoming especially in the older grades where sometimes the boys don't ask the girls, but mm-hmm. they'll just like, we're going to go anyway with mm-hmm. our group of friends, which is what you should do. Yeah. Right. Like that doesn't mean you can't go to homecoming just because right. you don't have a date. Like yeah. there are other people also. So, yeah. And you might have more fun <laughs> exactly. than you would with a, a date you don't like. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I feel like another thing is just to reiterate what we've already said, of like lean into it. Like, don't try to run away or distract yourself. I mean, if, if you feel like, okay, I can just make another plan with someone else, then, like, of course, do that. But if you're trying to, trying to distract yourself from the pain, like, don't do that. Like, lean into it and just acknowledge. If you're feeling really hurt by it or overwhelmed, acknowledge that. And if you're like, it's fine, I'm just going to try to, like, enjoy some rest and downtime, lean into that. Like, don't be scared to lean into whatever's happening because um, there's a gift in store. Yeah, I was going to, kind of following up on that, my favorite Bible verse literally ever. It was read at my best friend's wedding, and I had heard it so many times, but when I was sitting there, I was like, oh my gosh, this verse is amazing, because she had dated all these people, and like 
just her standing up there with her now husband. It was just so sweet. Mm-hmm. But it's Ephesians 3, 20 through 22. Like, now to him who's able to do far more than we could ever ask or imagine. And it continues to go on. But that, just that part, I'm always like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can't, like, we can't even imagine it, what he continues to do and what he's done. And, like, you were saying, yeah. the path of, like, our, like, the hope that we have for the future because of what we've dealt with. Like he has done it and he'll continue to do it. And just knowing that there is so much hope and like, it's, it's going to be okay. And just lean in and know that he's going to transform your heart and, Mm -hmm. and lean into wanting to grow with him. And, um, you're just gonna, you're just going to be so thankful for that one day. It's going to be, it's going to be okay if you don't go to that homecoming after party and instead you seriously you know have a life-changing transformation yeah I feel like we sound like broken records but it just all goes back to him you know at the end of the day he's the beginning the middle the end like he's in all and through all it's in him that we live and move and have our being like it all goes back to him and even if you're like okay but what do I like actually do like I'm thinking about someone on the other side of this being like all right that's inspiring but like what do I do with myself it's like go back to him yeah <laughs> like pour your heart out to him cry out to him yeah read his word spend time in his presence worship him that like worshiping him in your pain there is nothing like that like declaring who god is and what he's done for you in the middle of kind of feeling let down by him or disappointed like that will draw you closer to the heart of the father in ways that can only be experienced like you can't really explain that it's just because jesus you know he was son though he was he learned obedience through what he suffered you know he had everything and then he made himself nothing like we can humble ourselves you know we don't our lives are so great like we are all so blessed and these light and momentary troubles um there is like an eternal glory that far outweighs it all yeah and if you don't like if that just sounds like crazy like just lean into it because that's the glory that we're living for and every single thing can be an opportunity to experience more of him um in his glory i agree and y'all made me think of a mom and i think i might have mentioned it in an earlier podcast too but she was telling me that you know what she sees in her community which i think is very common in a lot of communities she's like i see a lot of families and especially moms kind of living in a state of preservation like they see that the friend groups are shifting or maybe their daughter was left out or something's happening and they just want to preserve what is right now Mm. And that's where all this anxiety comes is because you're trying to control and micromanage. And so she's like, so they might go get tickets to concerts or take a trip together, like trying to force these friendships to stay together. And we were just talking about because both of us have parented for a long time, like just, you know, you can live like that with clenched fists, you know, but it's exhausting and it's, you're going to be always relying on other people for your happiness and your mood and all of that. But we're just talking about, you know, if you can just learn to let go and maybe that friendship wasn't meant to be, or they didn't invite you, maybe that's a sign that you don't need to be investing your energy there you mm-hmm. know like learn to let go trust God in that lonely moment that lonely night and trust him to do more than you've ever imagined yeah. like you were saying we're like on the other side of that state of preservation you can yeah. live in that state of freedom yeah. you know and that is like it's not living with clenched fists trying to control it all you're living like with open palms like okay God yeah. like my heart is open like maybe this friend group disappointed me or this situation didn't work out, but what else do you have in store for me? And I'm going to be so open and receptive to receiving that. And I mean, that's where we don't have anxiety, you know, because we're like, I've done my part, you know, I've, I've extended those invitations. I'm trying to make friends. I'm doing all the right things. And so God, what are you going to do with those seeds that Mm -hmm. I'm planting? And it's just a better way to live. It's hard, but I think, you know, it's for, you know, as moms, it really starts with us, for us being confident in what God can do in our daughter's lives 
and you know praying for us to guide them well through those hard times and um, and not panicking and like you said believing the lies from the enemy like oh she's not she's not popular she, nobody likes her or she'll never have friends or she's scarred for life you know yeah. like that's a lie and yeah. so just mm-hmm. continuing to, to parent and lead these girls with the spirit of strength and not defeat yeah mm-hmm. so. my my very best friend she was left out in 10th grade and that is when we became really close and looking back I'm like I don't know if we would have been as close had she not gone through the struggle and like not being left out and kind of like starting to talk more and hang out more with her and now I mean we live together and we've lived together three years of college like Mm -hmm. but I'm so thankful for that like I hate that she had to go through the hurt and disappointment and like I know that she hated that too but like it all worked out like it all worked out and like I remember she used to have the hardest time ever but like I mean it worked out so well and Mm -hmm. and I mean, we lived together three years of college and still live together now. And, like, I don't know if that had been the case had she, you know, had we not become as close in high school. And mm-hmm. and you don't think like that when you're in the moment. But now looking back, I mean, I'm so thankful because she's literally my best friend. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's just sweet. So that's, like, the bottom line is, like, whatever you're going through, if somebody's listening to this, like, you're going to have a great story to tell yes. one day. Yeah. Oh, my stories of getting left out <laughs> hit home more than any spiritual truth. I mean, like, <laughs> people... What the girls want to remember. Yeah, it's yeah. just, we've all been there, and yeah. it's hard. And don't think that we're saying, like, just smile. It's okay. Like, it's hard. Like, so hard. It really is, and it's hurtful. And, yeah, I would just... One more practical piece of advice is just, like, ask yourself why you're getting left out. You know, like, just ask yourself, like, why am I getting left out? Um, and if all these insecurities come to mind, like... A lot of those are probably lies. Um, but if it's because you're honoring the Lord and making good decisions and people are rubbed wrong by that, just be grateful. Yeah. Like, just be grateful that's happening. And, yeah, if it's a girl who is just jealous or mean, which we should talk about that on, on another episode, why <laughs> girls are mean. Yeah, I think that's the next one, yeah. Oh, well. Um, you might not want to be friends with her anyway. And there's just... Just ask. Ask the Lord and ask yourself, why am I being left out? And I feel like you'll get some some clarity. And I just want to end with a story that y'all reminded me of that I heard recently from a mom that I've gotten to know recently. And she is just so wise and so deeply in love with the Lord. And she was recently sharing a testimony that she was asked to give at church of how she grew to be so strong in her faith. And she was like, as I sat there writing out my story, she realized it started with the disappointment that she had in college mm. when she was very close to her big sister in the sorority. And her, she just was sure that, you know, when this big sister got engaged, um, that, and I think the guy that she, she knew the guy that she was getting engaged to, to, she was close to him as well. And she thought that she'd be asked to be a bridesmaid in the wedding, but she wasn't. And instead she was asked to be a reader in her wedding. And she was really upset and hurt and, you know, disappointed. But anyway, so in the course of the next few months, as she was preparing for that reading, she's like, I hate public speaking. Like, it was her biggest fear. And so she just was like, I'm going to read this over and over and over and over again to be ready. But she said as she started preparing for to be the reader in the wedding, it's like she fell in love with God's Word. Mm. And that just like, just falling so in good. love with that wow. story and those verses, it just opened her heart to the Lord. Wow. And she she's like, I didn't even realize it until I was asked to give my testimony, but like, that was my turning point. Yeah. Mm. And so I thought, man, that's such a great story. It's incredible. I know. Isn't that great? Of like how God oh can use gosh. the biggest hurt or disappointment. So again, but think what would happen if she automatically went to her big sister and yelled at her or, yeah. you know, got mad or angry mm-hmm. or sent an ugly text, you know, but instead taking that hurt to the Lord or to a trusted friend or to your mom 
and, you know, and processing it, but not staying stuck there, just yeah. trusting that God's going to do something with it. That one really hit close to home, considering I'm currently picking out my bridesmaids. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have all your friends listen to this since you can't yeah. ask. Everyone many, listen up. Okay, that's that's right. Right. If you're not asked to be a bridesmaid. Fast forward to minute 53 that's, and just right. listen to the story. Really right. God has a, a plan for you mm-hmm. to be another part of her wedding. And mm-hmm. yes, part of a bigger story. That's actually an incredible story. That is amazing. <laughs> that's funny. That oh. is timely for you, isn't it? It yeah. is. So oh, this was so good. Okay, well, thank you both for being here. Um, I'm just going to end with a quick prayer, and then we will wrap it up. Okay. Dear Lord, we just praise you for this day. I just praise you for Mary Frances and Mary Lauren and the wisdom that they bring onto the show. God, we pray for every woman, every girl, every person who's listening to this particular podcast. We pray for wherever they are in their season of life. God, we just pray that you just let your presence be known and felt. Um, We just pray that you be with them in their lonely seasons, on those lonely nights, and just fill their hearts, these moms and these girls, with your supernatural peace, with your supernatural strength, and just confidence that they can trust in you and rest in you. And God, just we know that only our peace can only come through you, and just contentment can come through you. So we just ask for blessings for everyone listening. We ask you to continue to help people of light, to find other people of light, and find like-minded and like-hearted friends to attract each other and find each other and grow stronger together through you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful to have you here. And if you enjoyed the show, please follow the Girl Mom Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen and leave a ratings or review so others can find these messages too. Also, my new book for moms called More Than a Mom, How Prioritizing Your Wellness Helps You and Your Family Thrive is now available everywhere books are sold. This book is for girl moms and boy moms and full of encouragement no matter what season of parenting you're in. Find the link to this book and my other books in the show notes. Thanks again for your support and have a great day.